We're going live here on WSQF 94.5 today on the Concrete Conservative. We've got a Concrete Conservative from New York who somehow <laughs> kept from uh, drinking public water uh, in New York because, you know, that's the greatest water in the world. And only Republicans know how much the city of New York spends on keeping it's water incredibly fresh. I'm with Ronnie Eith. Ronnie Eith. Eith, Eith, baby. Eith, yeah. baby. I don't have any sound in my headphones. What's up? My cans are dead. Uh, come on, this is not a radio station. Let me see what's <laughs> happening. I think it's because I have my the headphones off. Okay. Can you hear me now? Now I can, yep. Okay. So, Ronnie, man, it was nice meeting you about, uh, I'd say, two years ago. Yep. Uh, with our favorite uh, our favorite person, Melissa Wagi. She's the best. Yeah. And I, I remember when I first met her, I kind of met her through, like, uh, basically thinking that she, she was probably thinking I was hitting on her on Facebook, but I actually just saw something in her. I didn't know what it was, because it was actually Rosuzko's uh, yes. wall, mm-hmm. and Rosuzko had a Ronald Reagan t-shirt on, and I, and I befriended him first, right? So uh, I finally meet her, and meet them both, actually, and I just knew that uh, I had to participate in launching her mag- majestic project she had. And I just wanted her to kick butt, man. I just wanted her to kick ass. And I want the same for you. That's why I'm bringing you here. Thank you, brother. I, I want you to be. It, I want you to be mayor. You know, we were just talking before the show about, um, you were telling me some stories about Ronald Reagan, and then, you, of course. Yeah, you those know. Cuban stories about yeah. being uh, Reagan uh, supporters. and. But, but that was the thing about Reagan. I, I think the reason that Reagan, hold on. I think the reason that Reagan, um, that, that Reagan if you had... Ta- if you take off your uh, uh, yeah, roaming calls yeah. from Wi-Fi, uh-huh. oh, you're ready for mayor, so yeah. why take off the phone? You know? So I, I think the reason that Reagan was so, is, is still considered to be one of the most beloved presidents is that he was a regular guy. Even though, you know, he went through the system. Well, became, be, be careful with the regular guy thing. You know, Joe Biden thinks he's regular, too. Yeah, he's regular, all right. We need to he's, take him out of the— He's take mentally him out, irregular. Yeah, behind the backyard. And, but, but, the, but, you know, like, like so, like, you go through all the rest of the politicians that, that have been, they're all professional politicians. And then, except for until you get to our Trump. last president, who was a regular guy with all of his faults and good things and whatever, he was— what Why he, what shouldn't he, was, he have faults? We exactly. all do. Yeah, nobody's perfect. And and I and that's what's now I think we're at a turning point where everybody's starting to see, wait a minute, now because of the mandates, the vaccine cards, this, show your papers, what are we in, 1938, you know, Poland uh, with, yeah, with, the, with the Nazis po- invading? Police state, absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I think now people are finally saying, wait a minute, this has gone too far and we're starting to see, I, at least I see it, where people are... Standing up and saying, no, this is not good. Where we're going is yeah, not uh, good. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you're directing your comments at the blatant Democrats of Miami Beach. Yeah, I mean, well, well let's <laughs> look got, at it. They've got to come to grips with the fact that their people, like Reagan would say, mm-hmm. it's not that they're bad people. It's that so much of what they know isn't so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the problem. I, I was just talking to a, a person that I stopped talking with. I couldn't stand her malicious intent on getting Trump out of office, knowing what was going to happen. This, what is happening today, mm-hmm. is was so freaking predictable. And I see it a lot in, in the few conversations I had with Mayor Gelber. When we were younger, we used to play ball together in downtown athletic club back in the, those days. And I used to have 
the same Republican, Democrat conversations and his eyes rolling and he thought he was cool. And I knew he was going places because he was one of those attorneys that, you know, thought that he well, was plus cool. Plus his, his father was connected. His father was the yeah, man. Yeah, it was the so. so I think your story is really cool. I kind of like. I kind of would love to get a call from him after he hears this interview, and because uh, I like to think that th- this this concrete conservative show is much more of a conversation, like a Charlie Rose right. conversation. Uh-huh. I had uh, Roger Stone on last week. Yeah, and, I saw that. That was phenomenal. Pretty cool. It was he, very, yeah, very human. It. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had met him earlier, so therefore I knew he had a Cuban American wife, and I was really empathetic about her cancer, and also that. That it wasn't an interview; it was a conversation. I like to have that with you here today, and I want people to see that the Miami Beach story can happen. The guy from New York who realizes what socialism and statism and bureaucracy and rigors—you know—that conversation on Zoom with the developers—that was a total rig. It, it, it's beyond it's that. A now, now you know that tomorrow morning, Levine and Gelber at 10 a.m. are doing a, a, a joint press conference Oh, make together. it even worse for themselves. Of course. It, <laughs> well, 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 what I find was interesting is, okay, I knew about this tape a month and a half ago. The person who had it, who was on the call, they wouldn't give it to me. They contacted me and said that they had it. I said, give it to me. I said, let me, let me do an expose on it. Oh, no. I think they were afraid about um, the liability. Yeah. But if it's if it's in the Sunshine Law and it's between elected officials, I think it's purview to everyone. Listen to me. First of all, this person was on the Zoom call. There were more. Th- there were about fifty people on the Zoom call. Oh if my you're on a god! Zoom call, if you're on a Zoom call, major you, you fumble. Have, you have to assume that it's being recorded, right? It's it, not. It is recorded. Of course, it is automatically. Oh, I mean, so. For, for Gelber or Levine to turn around now, or Lena Hudak, the city manager, to turn around and say, oh, you can't release that. We didn't know, you know, that we, it was only a one-party consent. We didn't know it was being recorded. BS. No. You're on a Zoom call. You yeah, because so they, they try to hide under the Florida yeah. law that and, both and, people have to be acknowledged. And, and, and then you, you just said it that, you know, when you look at it, you've got um, city employees on a call discussing city business. That's sunshine law. That's that's absolutely. it. That's absolutely everybody has a right to 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 broadcast that. Everybody has a right to listen to that. Uh, is now it, it was a closed meeting though. Was it limited to those fifty, or was it open? And well, that's... there were. I think there were only about um, eight people that were actually participating. Where was they were there talking. any other elected official other than Gelber? I don't think so. That he has protection on the Sunshine Law. Yeah, the Sunshine Law is more. Elected to elected. But Alina Hudak, the city manager, was on the call. And yeah, but that's, so, and so but that's, his, oh, that's and, an employee. And, and Gilbert's staff was on the call as well. That doesn't get... That is, it's wrong because it's unethical what he said. Right. So... Uh, so and the, the, press already, the, the press already has it. Yeah, the, the press has it. Miami New Times published it. By the what? way, uh, Mr. Levine has contacts, uh, connections to Village of Kibiscan because his wife, Miss Murciano, is a Kibiscaner. Uh-huh. Fine lady, don't get offended, honey. I uh-huh. already told you how I felt about your husband right before you married him. So you know me for straight up. You know I'm conservative, <laughs> and you married you married the the tribe. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, wonderful family. Um, she comes from a, a, a wonderful stock of Cubans. Uh, they um, uh, own a, a big chunk of Cat K. Okay, and they're doing a deal to develop the South Cat K portion. So they're they're you know they're just good people here, mm-hmm. but eh, you know what the hell do you do marrying Levine, man? You, you, know, you know, like I think that's that's part of the problem, and, and this is what I've seen as a New Yorker that's come down here. Look, you might not like a lot of people might not like what I say. They might not like what you say, but at the end of the day, we say what everybody else is thinking. It's yeah. just we either <laughs> don't have 
the mental capacity to stop ourselves from saying the truth? No, I had none. Or I had zero or, filter. Or, or, or that we know that the truth needs to be said. And what I see, and, and what a lot of people see, has happened in, in uh, you know, in the city of Miami Beach, is that for years now, this isn't just something that Gilbert created. This is something that came from Levine. It's probably been going on since I got there, right? And probably even earlier, but it's really gone on. Where they've just, you know, with everything that's gone on with socially in the United States, where you can't tell anybody that they can't do anything. You can't, you know, you can't call anybody woke. out. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, woke. They're, they're woke. And you know what happens when, when you're woke? You need to be rewoken because you fall asleep when you stay awake too long. Well, after you're woke, you become dope. <laughs> woke becomes dope because I can't say what Trump would say. You know, I yeah. can't say I can't drop. But what, what 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 I think is really aggravating most people, and, and a lot. Uh, look, I'm out and about every day. I have people I don't even know stopping me in the street, literally stopping their cars. They see me walking. They say, "Hey, I'm voting for you," and and they start talking to me. And, and what they see is that the the solutions to the problems are very cl- very clear and very easy. Why we don't have these solutions yet is beyond me. Now, one of the commissioners actually just uh, put it up for vote and asked for us, uh, for the city of Miami Beach, to start to prosecute their own cases instead of sending them over the bridge to the state's attorney, which we're going to start doing, especially people that have that get arrested and have a prior record. Well, how about public disorderly conduct that I, that's out of control over there? Since day one, since I got into this race, I said, what we need to do is have... A uniformed police officer on, on, on every foot post, on every corner in the entertainment district. If somebody's jaywalking, they get a ticket. If they can't produce ID, they get arrested until we could ID them. Uh, same thing for public intoxication. And urinating. Um, uh, urinating in public. Um, you know, um, th- th- There's probably 25 quality of life crimes. Uh, uh, open container law, um, uh, drinking in public, like all of these laws. Um, now they actually passed a, a new ordinance because the state passed an ordinance a couple of years ago that said that you couldn't pull somebody over and give them a ticket for having the radio too loud because somebody sued the state about political speech. Political speech isn't covered by that, but they said music can be considered political. They won the case. Now the city of Miami Beach just passed a new ordinance that said that they can now it's a $250 fine if you have your music too loud in your car. And the boom box, so where the, well, where the, so, where the cars is, so boom, boom. So you got the cars, you got the slingshots, you got the music going, you got the big big motorcycles with the, you know, the, the, the music Possible to fall asleep. And, 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 <laughs> and in all instances... And I'm a huge fan of music, right? But in all instances, you could be, you could stand in the entertainment district. The only music that you're going to hear that's being blasted from the cars is hip hop. And let's face it, you know, you and I, we like rock and roll. I, I don't like hip hop, man. I, I, I enjoy. And I don't like I, reggaeton either. Right. But you, when you can compare the lyrics to hip hop and how vulgar and obscene they are. Uh, and compare it to any rock and roll song oh, or, 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 or country rock and roll. We love, it's, we're in love, it's, we're it's, love it, machines. It, you know, so so that just creates that environment of inhospitality and that environment of um, of lewdness and that environment that just creates and lascivious behavior against law Correct. enforcement. Correct. And so when I went out with the Miami Beach police last I week, I saw those videos, man. It's yeah, pretty gross. It's, it's true, man. And, and I can't I, disrespect the cop. I went like out they with did. them, and they said, and they said to me straight up, they said, "Look, Ronnie, here's the bottom line." If we go up to somebody who's smoking pot, has their little radio on the street, um, has their, and they just walk around with bottles of tequila, or bottles of vodka, yeah, rum. open and, container. And he said, we, we walk up to them and we say, you can't have the radio playing, you can't have this. Right away, they start cursing, right? right in, and right get in, in the, the cop's space, face. And then their buddy comes over with the cell phone, recording it, looking to go on World Star or, or something. TikTok. So, cops like, 
and this is like four different cops I had the same conversation with. Okay, at well, I, I, and, I, and, they, and they said, so let's say now we have to arrest them. Now it becomes a use of force arrest. Now it's on video. And plus the cameras, the yeah. body cams. Case, case goes over across the street. When it goes across uh, over the bridge, they all get dropped. 93% of cases get dropped. They're like, Okay, so, so wait a minute. Let me pose this question to you. How do you feel uh, what the audience is probably thinking right now about open container laws in, in your city? That's a, No, that, that's the easy. Listen, that, that's, that's why easy I way said to mitigate it, it's but so it's, easy to mitigate it. So you mitigate um, public consumption of alcohol and other um, intoxicating substances. So in other words, marijuana, I guess, is legal. I don't know. I don't even know what the law is, but it's you have to have a medical ID card. So you have to be able to produce your medical ID card. So so you have that. You have jaywalking. Public, well, because you also have merchants selling the weed there, Correct. Right? Correct, okay. which we just made an arrest this past week for a, a legal head shop. Um, you know, public nuisance, public, uh, public, uh, just all these quality. Intoxication is 25. Tw- the bar, but the bar owners are probably not really crazy about, uh, they, they should actually look at it differently, but they're probably not crazy about anybody touching any of their stuff because they want to sell a beer at five in the morning and let the people walk away with it. And they mm. should be a little bit more responsible to make sure the beer stays. I've had conversations with a couple of restaurant owners in I mean, on Ocean Drive. I'm really with you in terms uh-huh. of keeping alcohol consumption until five in the morning because right. I'm a business person. Yeah, and I, letting, I, if I'm selling beer, I want to sell to eight in the morning if I can with a lobster and an egg. Exactly for breakfast. Yes. Okay. So I grew up that way. I never forgot the clear bottle Becks out of the Bahamas with a lobster in the morning that was caught yesterday with oh, some phenomenal. eggs. Ah, I, it explains why I'm 300 pounds today, but. <laughs> you guys got to limit the booze outside of the little tank exactly. on the outdoor cafe. You can't let the guy walk away with that beer in his hand because that, then he pours a, some scotch in it, puts some bourbon in it, mm-hmm. and then you got a problem. I, I've had these conversations with some of the restaurant owners uh, on Ocean Drive. And here's what it comes down to, right? So if the people are going to be taking their beer in their plastic cup and walking outside, that is not a good look. If And I said to them, I said, if you want to attract the customer – that's going to spend money. That's going to spend five hundred dollars for a you bottle. You want them to of stay in there. You want them to stay at the table with the bottle of champagne. And guess what? You're not going to attract that customer if you got, you know, a bunch of people hanging with Bud out lights. with <laughs> Bud Lights with, and, and a cooler on ice, standing on the street with their own little boombox, smoking weed, yeah, and. And you know, yelling at every girl that walks by in a bikini, and then they and then they start twerking, you know. And meanwhile, you're sitting there with your wife or with your girlfriend or whatever, with a five. You're spending five hundred dollars on champagne, lobster, whatever. You know, you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna get that client that's gonna come and spend that money if that's what's going on five feet away. So to me, they have to respect the open container law, the the, the public intoxication, public consumption laws, and keep it on their property. Right, Keep that it would really property. help the Calvin Kleins that, too, because people go in there. I was uh, South Beach uh, a moon ago, mm-hmm. and I was very disappointed because I saw these beautiful shops that had to keep the doors open. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what that was about because the AC just blowing out of there, and everybody was hanging out. The hip hopsters were hanging out. Yeah. They weren't buying diddly squat. Nope. Their underwear was out, and they were actually grabbing you know what mm-hmm. and going into the store. And that owner who's not present probably, the owner of the actual Calvin Klein, has got to be saying, these guys ain't buying anything, and yet nobody wants to go through the door. Correct. Because they're literally, they look like nightclub security guards, Yeah. but they got a boombox, and they're yeah. just you know showing me their teeth and making themselves look really cool. And I, 
I wanted to go and just say, hey, dude, if you're not going to buy anything in that store, could you, like, so, go down so the street? That's exactly what I was just talking about. So if you change the culture on Ocean Drive, then you'll you'll pull in the client that's going to spend $500 on lunch or dinner. They, and we know that's true because they used to spend that. Exactly. You'll, you'll pull in the clients. We'll start to attract the tourists, not only tourists from afar, but we'll, we'll attract the day tourists from Miami-Dade County or from Broward who will come and say, I want to go to Ocean Drive because it's so elite and it's such a, a great vibe. You know, there, the other issue we have is there are a couple of bad actors, business operators in that area, less than five in the entertainment district. But what happens is they ruin it for everybody else because they become that magnet for everything there to happen. So you have these, a couple of buildings that are basically Airbnbs. They're not even hotels, they're Airbnbs, and it's an anything-goes atmosphere. So you want to come in and you want to rent out a hotel room that's supposed to be for two people? Well, you get 10 in there. Yeah. So I see that here in the our Airbnbs. There are very few buildings here in Key Biscayne that, are, that allow that. Mm -hmm. I happen to be an earshot, an eye shot from one. Okay. And it's unfortunate, and the owners knew what was going on on their properties. Uh, there was just too many families coming out of a... One of these units, and these yeah. units were just, they were loft, one bedrooms, and it's just too many families in there. Yeah. They're all renting in there. Airbnb, listen, this is, whenever I, I sit down with somebody on the left that thinks that capitalism is wrong, that thinks Look that- Look at my shirt today. Where's your video? Capitalism. Oh, I love it. Capitalism. Enjoy capitalism. And enjoy Donald Trump. He's coming back. What's up? <laughs> Let's like the go, phoenix baby. rising from the ashes. But, but uh, whenever I get into these discussions- which is few and far between, because most of the time they don't want to talk about. It. Especially once you start to, you know, well, go point uh, counterpoint. Let me ask you this question: What report are you planning to have with your beach commissioners? Do uh, you guys are seven or you're five? There's uh, six six commissioners and, and the mayor and the, and the mayor and then the city manager. Okay, so you got to have a pretty decent rapport. Are, are they all? Uh, uh, Ready for what's about to happen to the, the, the Who knows? Ronnie's world's coming? Who knows? I mean, listen, I I know I've been making waves. When I look at what's going on with social media, I've gotten a couple of hundred thousand views, interactions on social media. When I'm out and about. Plus I'm, you have Ronnie TV, to, which yeah, is. Exactly, you've been yeah, exactly. Stuff. De definitely Miami TV, which is huge. So I'm getting that interaction all the time. And I see that a commissioner puts a post up. They get. 20 likes. I put a post up. I got put a post up this morning. I got 4,000 views on the video. Wow. You know? Right away. Yeah. You know, by the end of the day, 4,000 views. You know, I put a post up yesterday. I got, you know, 20, I don't know, 20, 30 comments and, and 300 uh, likes on it. So when you look at that, you say, and the competitors are nowhere near that, I'm making a big impact. People know who I am. Now, my hope is that that translates to votes. They just, I just saw the report. We got 2,500 votes in already, mail-in votes that came in. And that's all from Gelber and his, his, you know, his tribe of people that is baloteros, you know, that work at, the, uh, at, at all of the senior citizen homes. That are, he's going out and buying them TVs. Oh, and it smells them, yeah. like ballot harvesting to me. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they're all mail-in. Well, come on. We, we don't even, we're not even going to get 8,000 votes in this election, and we already have 2,500 mail-in votes in uh, on the third day, fourth yeah, day. Yeah, it's definitely from the temples. Come on, it's it's oh, it's all from the senior centers. It's it's ridiculous. And what also uh, the the Gleason theater crowd of yeah. movies uh -huh. and perform. Yeah. So okay, so you pretty much understand that the uh, the the older Gelder vote of Dad of mm -hmm. Grandpa, and he's pretty much got that locked up. 
So you are you are planning to get the rest? Yeah. So basically, my strategy was to um, have a huge digital media campaign to go out and reach the people that are younger than me. Right. That 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 demographic between like twenty five and forty. Let's call it right. That are registered to vote, but they just. They're too busy putting on copper tone and you know and putting lime in their in their Corona and their coconut and their coconut and <laughs> turn it all around. You know, <laughs> they're too busy doing that to you know to go out and vote. So well, why don't you like? Uh, I've already just just imagined this in my head because you know my world goes around and around and around. I'm thinking of you in a tux, uh-huh. okay, walking with fluorescent flower flamingo girls to the right and to the left of you, up and down Lincoln Road. Going after the youth vote. And then we have a Joe Biden guy with a cane and a melted ice cream all over his hand uh, talking to you. And you're like, tell him, to, you know, talk to smack to the guy. Because that'll get those guys out to vote. That's great. Lincoln Road is where they hang. The problem is you got to make sure they're from Miami Beach. You know? Yeah, that's, they're not from Miami Beach. Most of the people yeah. are on Lincoln Road. Um, so this, this weekend and next weekend, I've got a, a video truck going around. Uh, going uh, through uh, like uh, North Beach area, uh, circling that for a couple of hours, then 41st Street area, then Sunset Harbor, and then West Avenue down to South the 5th. So we're doing that for three nights in the next week, um, which is kind of like similar to what you were saying because that's where they'll see a video of me on a 20-foot-long screen and everything going through. It's going to go from 6 at night until 10 at night. So, you know, Friday night in, the, in, in those neighborhoods, that's a lot of people are out during, their, during that Spaniola time. And Way, too. Espanola Way gets a lot more tourists. I love really? Espanola Way. Yeah, it's, it's all tourists. I love that little nook, man. Yeah, it's, it's since great, the 80s. Man. It's since great. the 80s. But, that, but that's what's interesting is, you know, trying to do things. You know, I, I've had people that have said to me, you know, you got to go out and knock on doors. And I'm like, that's the that's like the old way of campaigning. Uh, somebody had said that to me one night, and I just got done performing stand-up comedy at the Bay Club in Sunset Harbor, uh, next door to Lucali Bay Club. Do, do the voter know that you're, you also do comedic of work? Of course. I've, I've, it's, it's been out there. So, you know, there was 75 people in the crowd. I do my, 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 my shtick. Of course, I'm talking about becoming mayor, running for mayor, and everything. I, 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 as I'm coming, get done with my set, I'm... I did an eight minutes and I'm coming over. Everybody's stopping me. Give me a card. I'm voting. For, give me a card. I go outside. I'm talking to some guy who actually got kicked out of the race. Really nice guy. And he said, why are you not knocking on doors? I said to him, I said, you're knocking on doors? He goes, yeah. I said, how many doors did you knock on this weekend? He goes, I probably knocked on 200 doors. I said, how many people did you talk to? He said, ah, about 15. I, said, I just spoke to 75 people. Why would I go walk for 20 hours knocking on doors in the heat? When I could speak to 75 people in 10 minutes, and they all were hysterical laughing at me, and not laughing at me, laughing with me. Well, if you can get, uh, the only thing I beg to differ, that if you got a, like a bunch of people in like a wad, knocking mm-hmm. together, everybody yeah. together, and you're in the center, mm-hmm. it's very attractive because it shows desire. Yeah. Uh, I understand that some close the door. I understand that some don't mm-hmm. want to talk to you. I understand that there's some that are already married together. Uh but I think the I think a lot of things go on in these town. We're about four thousand, five thousand uh-huh. voters in Key Biscayne, and for us, South Beach is all like really huge to us, mm-hmm. right? But we don't. Nobody door knocks here. That yeah. definitely is not happening. Why? Because it's like an invasion of privacy for us snobs here. Yeah. But 
in your community, which has a lot more on the socioeconomic scale, you, mm-hmm. have, you have a lower income, middle income, high income, and super wealthy, all in one city, you know, you're very talkative, you're very dynamic, you could obviously speak on a dime, you're probably going to be very funny. You might want to consider very close to the election, maybe the day before, grab a bunch of people. And just I'd be go more out than happy. To, I'd yeah. be more than happy to join you. But it's got to be a bunch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the neighborhood's like, who's that bunch walking down the that, street? That's true. It's, it's that strength and in, in unity. We all go out in T-shirts. Yeah, and totally cool people. Mm-hmm. Uh, sandals, es- shorts. Especially like, the, like that. Th- there's certain areas that are easier to canvas. Because you go to like the Venetian Isles, it's, it's, it's like Key Biscayne. Who's, yes. No, no, nobody's going to answer the door. And if right. they do answer the door, they're going to be like, what the F you do? Well, you know, you know what you can do is the Middle Beach, mm-hmm. the Alton yes. Road area. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, Al- uh-huh. that Alton Road area is uh, always seem to be, and you have friends there, and it always seem to be hipsters as well as older folks and as well as uh, up-and-coming youngsters, mm-hmm. you know, making some ching. And, of course, the South Beach, which is a lot of renters, but, man, get, you can but motivate the, them to vote. But the renters are the ones that you want. Like, So so I really wanted to target, my strategy was to target the people who were, like, between 25 and 40. Yeah. That's who I got all of my, uh, you know, information on. That's who we were targeting. It's amazing. I don't know if you know how, like, how technical it gets, but the guy that, that was doing all of my targeting, we were going over the numbers this, uh, this morning. Was it this morning or yesterday morning? I forget. But we were going over the numbers, and he was explaining it to me. He's like, all right, we got 300,000 interactions on social media. Out of that 300,000, we got 47,000 people hit the website. We got this many people did this. And, and then you could see that. All right, this per- on this day, we got, you know, 1,800 people hit the, you know, interacted on social media. We retargeted them the next day, and we got, you know, 300 of them to hit the website the next day. To me, and then you could actually see, okay, out of those people, we emailed them who opened the email. Okay, great. Those are the people that opened the email. Those, those are, are gonna the people vote. that are going to vote. You know? So that's that was our strategy. Our strategy was really to attack that 25 to 40 that was registered to vote. You, you're blinking up there. Uh, that was registered to vote, but oh, that, that wasn't. That just means that the the, the, the rock and rolls are keep on playing when nobody's listening because I have it off. Uh, I see. So, so so it's it's a you know twenty five to forty target them. They're registered to vote, but they haven't voted in recent elections. Those are the ones that we needed because to try to go after <clears> the <throat> same people that Gelber has and and the whole machine has been targeting for years and years and years. You had to work a hundred times as hard to try to get to try to change their mind. And then, uh, then to go to get the people that just don't vote because they're too busy putting the lime in the coconut. Do you know? Do you know the ratio between Democrat and Republican on the beach? Oh, it's ridiculous. Like ninety ten or no, is no, it no. eighty twenty? No, it's more like eighty twenty. Yeah, uh-huh. there were um, j- just so you. To okay, look at. and also in that question is how much of those are are independents or is very little? So here's because independents are, are yeah. always bigger than both oh, no, of no, us. No, no, no. Here's what we got: we got eleven thousand. Uh, registered Republicans and independents, right? Um, that were in that demo, actually were in the demographic between 18 and 54, I think. So that was a good amount to target. Right? Absolutely. Um, and out of that, less than half of them were property owners. Hmm. You know? Um, wow. And, 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 and what I think. So that's though, a different pitch entirely. And, and what was, what I think was harder is that when we looked at the, uh, the property owners, most of them were um, transplants from up north, which was easy for me to identify with, and most of them were high net worth. You know, that's so a, but that's uh, 
that's not necessarily a finicky voter that you can change their minds. Those are dead set voters. Yeah, but they weren't really voting in the past in the most recent elections. So and if they're new transplants from New York, well, you, well, this you, is, the, you emphasize that you're from there too. Of course, but but this is this is the struggling thing is you, know, you have people that make more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year that that have a net worth of over a million dollars, right? And they're lo- they're younger than fifty four years old, and they haven't voted in the past three elections here. Like, how? Why is that? Like, no. these are the people that have the most to lose when it comes to taxes or, or the most to lose if the government policies, like with the 2 a.m. closing, what Gelber's trying to do, Gelber and Levine, what they're trying to do, they're trying to lower the property value so that the developers can come in and buy everything 100, up cheap. 100%. Why would somebody who's high net worth that owns property in that immediate vicinity, why would they not go out and vote and say, no, we do not want this. We want strong policing so that we can improve the property value and change the culture and, and create more revenue for our business owners here. I, why are they not voting? I don't know. Now, uh, is he? Uh, would you be supportive of much more expansive public parking situation for the businesses? Because everybody talks about it, but it doesn't get done. I still feel compelled to go in Uber to South Beach. I never yeah, yeah, go yeah. in my car again, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, I, where, I, where are we going to put the public parking? Where, I remember where's having the land? A, a, where's the land for it? We don't have any extra land for that. You don't. Not even around the... Uh, Increase the decades that's presently at uh, Jackie Gleason. I mean, some of them are still surface parking. Some are. Yeah, you're right. So when when they redid the convention center, we have the parking garage that's right off of Lincoln, right? On and also in front Street. of the convention center. Yes, exactly. Why don't you so, quadruple? Y- y- that that's a great point. You know why? It helps Lincoln Road. That's right there. And not only that, but when they're talking about, you know, the convention center which they just redid, and then they wanted to build the hotel and everything else. Where are you going to put all these people? Where are you going to put well, all remember cars? what the art center did. They built that bathtub, and then yeah. they didn't do the double-deck parking. I know. And everybody's sitting there for three hours after the concert's over because their car is VIP'd, and they had no choice. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's happening already in Miami Beach. Of course. And, it's, I, and, it's a and, bad... that's a, and that's something that the mayor has to be blamed for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 poor. The mayor, the city manager, um, wh- whoever has done the planning, because honestly, the, the it's and again, this is what I said before, where we've gone through this situation where we have done so much overdevelopment that now, which has caused a drain on the infrastructure, it creates amazing traffic jams, and it's made the towing truck companies rich, 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 rich. rich. I and, see the look on their face. I'll never forget that one day. This is very personal to me. I'm going to tell a story that's kind of carnal. Uh, I'm having a great date. Mm-hmm. I didn't like going to the Madonna concert. I used to be a Madonna fan. I actually thought she was cool. But mm-hmm. then she started doing that stuff that, that is just anti-Catholic kind of stuff. Anyway, I took this date because she wanted to go see Madonna. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend in the double date also <laughs> was like cringy. We both looked at each other like, when is this concert going to be over? You know, Madonna's already late in her age. I mean, it was his most recent time. Uh, she was so here. this was just recently yeah. at the uh, at the the Fillmore. Yeah, yeah. And I come here to Miami Beach, and at like one in the morning, here goes to your alcoholic thing. If you guys would have shut down the alcohol at two o'clock, I would have nowhere to go, and I would have been really pissed off in Miami Beach. But I ended up going in there to like a sushi joint at like two in the morning. These women were just rambling away, and this would have been a really exciting romantic. Erotic night. Everything was going well for us. And guess what? When we step outside, my friend's uh, fancy 200 and I don't know, 280 something Mercedes Benz is gone. It was towed. And we made the mistake 
of misinterpreting the private meter in a parking lot with a public meter in, out on the street. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. When we get to the towing guy, Trumont Towing, my God, the worst day of my life. 750 bucks to get this guy's Mercedes-Benz out. Why so much? It's supposed and, to be like 250 uh, right. top, 285 and, and while we get to the bottom of it, we started screaming and yelling at the guy, you know, five-inch class between us and him. Mm-hmm. And the night's gone to hell. These two women think we're two idiots yeah. because, you know, I thought you guys were local here. Uh, yeah. Why'd you park? In, uh, in right. a, well, well wait, if, pri- if you're so local, how do you not have a connection to get the car back? <laughs> right. Well, I, it, everything went south. We ended up paying uh, the two fifty, and the guy, if he's told the seven fifty, he's got to have people that pay the seven fifty. Mm-hmm. So he's he's stealing from his own employer. So I remember my my dear friend, may he rest in peace, Irving Gonzalez. He was about to win a case uh, over that kind of price fixing stuff with the private parking lots. Okay, private owner having his meter renting out his parking space because he's not using it. You know, mm-hmm. that's the mistake we made. And uh, that guy, I think, has a private owner has more uh, leeway on how much he can charge for the pickup. In the Maybe car. that's what it was. Maybe because it was a private lot and yes. not a city lot, they could charge whatever they want. What the hell they, they, they so? I'm just bringing it up because I was out of towner, and I want you to address it when you're mayor. I believe you're going to be mayor. I want you to be mayor. I, I, I uh, that is such a. Again, this is a perfect example of things that are wrong in Miami Beach. That when you look at, it, you say, "Why is this not fixed?" So, and by the way, uh, Irving Gonzalez passed away before he could actually win that case. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, very sad. So in this is something that everybody I know has got a story about, Tremont Towing. They've had the towing contract there forever. Monopoly. They basically have a monopoly. They have no competition. Oh, man, Tremont, I don't know who his name is. I don't know what his name is. But that guy's got to be sitting on $10 million bucks in towing. Probably more. Because don't forget, they own the land. The see, see, the thing is that th- this is where it becomes tricky. The way that the city charter or the city rules read, the, uh, the company that has the contract with the city for the towing, their tow yard has to be within the confines of the city of Miami Beach. Yes. So. He's on, he's on pristine land there. He's, he owns that land right in Sunset Harbor. That land's probably worth $5 million, $10 million alone. Oh, and it's paid in full. Ah. So that's where, that's where I think that he constantly wins because what are the towing company? owns land that they can go in and say, okay, we own this land. We can run a towing company. All right, so don't include him into the bunch when you knock on doors. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you but just that, leave him alone. But that, but but to me, okay, there's got to be, you know, like you said, they're basically, they could do whatever they want. And they've got, they go around, they have, not only do they have the towing contract to tow, you know, people that are illegally parked, but they actually like partner with the, with the police and go around and tow cars. Well, in our situation... We weren't within steps away. Where we parked was very close to the sushi joint. So how can we think that, you know, that it's going to get towed because we extended, you know, the, yeah. dinner, the dinner went two or three hours. We walked out. He, I guess he didn't put enough money in there. Yeah. And they towed it from a private lot, bro. They ruined our lives. I mean, they just ruined that night. I'll ruined never forget it. And now I hate and now Madonna think about even it. more. You spent all that money on the tickets, the sushi, the drinks. The girl probably had to go get her hair done and everything, which you know you paid for. <laughs> it's Miami. It's definitely Shh. Miami, right? And no, I, then, didn't, I didn't do the, the liposuction, though. Right. And, <laughs> then, and then the car gets towed. You don't even oh, you got end nothing. the night together. Yeah. Oh, my Horrible. God. She looked at me with that face like, you freaking loser.
God. Well, anyway. All right. So, uh, so now we were, we were, you know, we're about the end of the conversation. Unless you want to go on longer, there's no limit here on WSQF. No, no, let's, let's keep going, baby. By the way, nice. I don't even think I'm. I'm so, I'm so happy to, to see Ronnie again that I forgot we're on WSQF ninety four point five. This is Blink Radio Kiva Gang, a live stream into your Bluetooth into your phone from Beautiful. Miami Beach. It's WSQFRadio.com. I should have said that a long time ago. And uh, and to my know, people watching, just you know, you make sure I tag WSQF the WSQF Blink Radio Blink. The, yeah, where I blink once, I said it, blink twice. Yes, there you go. You missed it. There you go. What, so tell me, what do you know about Gelber? Because I know, listen, we're, we're, we're kind of similar. He's a terrible basketball player. Terrible basketball. Well, he's terrible at a lot of things, apparently. And he's afraid to go into the paint. Did I tell you? Okay, well, <laughs> when you talk about what kind of, you know, what kind of guts he has, let me tell you a little story about Dan Gelber. Are you ready for this one? Okay. So if you follow me on social media, you might have seen this. I'm sure everybody's seen this. It was on the news as well. My guy Sheldon Fox at uh, WSVN did a great uh, story on this. So about two weeks ago, I'm out. And uh, I go to, uh, my buddy calls me. We're going to go get fish at Stiltsville in Sunset Harbor. And he goes, uh, we go there, and there's just no vibe there. There's nobody there. He's a young guy. Well, he's not a young guy. He's like 40. He's like, nah, man, I want to go with his you know, girls. And yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let's just you know where on. to go. <laughs> let's just walk around the corner. So we walk, we walk a little bit more, blah, blah, blah. And... We end up walking. The Dolito Spa, probably. Right now, we end up walking by uh, um, by uh, by Lucali, which has great pizza from Brooklyn, best pizza in all of. I'm Miami. glad you just said that on the show Hands because down. I've never been there. Great. Oh well, you know what? I, I'm going to take you to Lucali. So, I love pizza, great man. pizza, brick oven pizza with fresh mozzarella sauce, like real, real, real pizza. You know, not like the New York. Yeah, because you don't you have the water, the right? No, no, but but very good. People don't Actually, realize that pizza, ninety percent of it is the water of course, you, you yeah, mix yeah. the dough with. So, uh, so I'm, I'm walking, and the way Lucali set up, they have all open uh, windows, right? And I see Dan Gelber sitting in there. I say, "Hey, Dan, how you doing?" We, Give each other a pound. I'm like, how's everything? Going? Already, already campaign mode. Oh yeah, no? this was this was two weeks ago. Oh my god, he's sitting there with his sons. I pounded out with him. Dan, how you doing? How's everything? You know, at, campaign's going well. You know, I appreciate you know our, our discourses because we would go at it in some of the. Uh, you guys have never debated. Well, we've done Zoom calls with different homeowners associations, different neighborhood associations, and the Herald, but we've never. It's not a debate. It's. The, the moderator asks each person a question, you answer the question, that's it. Each person gets to answer. Yeah. But but some of the candidates go back and forth against each other, but uh, that's not my game. My game is, look, I, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. If you like it, vote for me. If you don't like it, vote for the other guy. What can I tell you, you know? Yeah. I don't need to degrade somebody else to make myself look better. I do a great job of... Yeah, but uh, he does have a record. You have a, uh, you have uh, almost an obligation to disagree exactly. with the record so, you don't like. So, pound it out. We exchange pleasantries. I go next door. I'm next door. I'm having pizza next door with my buddy. All of a sudden, this guy, mentally irregular, is patrolling back and forth. And he's about six foot three, three hundred. Oh, pounds. total schizophrenic. Homeless. He's yelling at people, begging people for food. Somebody gives him uh, their leftover pizza in the box. If you shut up, <laughs> right? Somebody gives him a leftover pizza in the box. Guy opens it up, takes a bite out of it, spits it. Oh, at the person. he's he goes, pissed off. It's cold pizza. <laughs> it was actually really funny, yeah. but the person was terrified, and then he starts threatening people. One of the guys that lives in the neighborhood comes by, and he's like, I'm, I'm going to the—it's it's right by public, so he goes, I'm just running around the corner to get the police and everything. 
and a bunch of people tell Gelber, hey, Gelber, like, you got somebody crazy out here. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, I, so I get up, I put myself in between the crazy guy and the people that were sitting in the tables. Yeah, there. those tables could be flipped in a so second. Just to be like that buffer. Cops come, the cops are talking to him. I'm kind of like standing off. There's two cops. I'm standing off to the side. They're telling him, like, okay, give us your name, blah, blah, blah. Guy was not complying at no all. No way. He doesn't know whose name is it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably doesn't have ID or anything. Right. So the cops are like, we're going to tase you. We're going to tase you. So, of course, the guy is cursing at them, screaming at them. You can't. That ain't going to do nothing to me. They tase him. Oh. The guy just keeps on walking. Guy turns around. Like they nothing. tase him. Guy just looks at him. Turns around and just starts walking. Yeah, that's me- <laughs> yeah, that's meth, man. Like, no, it's just I, I I think he's on so many different yeah, medications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so doesn't feel, he doesn't feel nothing. it. Yeah, he feels nothing. So of course, you know, I'm I'm there, and then you know, so afterwards, I'm, I'm talking to the cops. I had a video of it, so I gave it to the cops and was talking with them, and uh, it became a big thing in the news because, of course, I was outside trying to like, hey, that's how Cory Booker got elected. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. <laughs> Cory Booker, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, yeah. I, excuse me, I'm not a Cory Booker fan. Yeah. But I remember him shoveling snow and stuff yeah. to get elected. I actually actually gave him credit back then because I, I even shot him out of my Twitter Oh, he was back a then. football stud. Yeah, you had to give a, him, yeah. yeah, he was a football stud. Uh, and now I think he's dating Rosaria Dawson or somebody. <laughs> beautiful, but God bless him. But but I, 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 I... He replaced Lautenberg, the Senator Lautenberg. Yeah, I have lost, uh, over time, I've lost a lot of respect Every single time that he speaks or he's in the public eye, I, I, his, my respect for him he's diminishes. A total, he's a total. Fin- he's a real definition of a fink. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And and panders to the cameras. Doesn't mean anything that he says. Doesn't say anything that he means. Which, and someone's leading him by the nose. Someone's yeah, telling uh, yeah. him what to do, uh-huh. what to say. I think he had aspirations of. Uh, in the in the past couple of years, I think that he had aspirations of becoming something. Yeah, bigger. yeah. Barack Obama yeah. fired up a lot of African Americans, yeah. thinking that there'll ever be a black president again, yeah. and, and it's not going to happen. Um, I, I I hope that it does. I hope that, but you know, that's again, it'll that's probably in a be a, a Colin Powell type. It'll be yeah, a, it'll a be green, a green in, person. Yeah, it'll be somebody that was in the military. That <clears throat> I, um, I think a lot of uh, to change the subject a little bit from local politics, because mm-hmm. uh, you and I both are have affinity for uh, federal politics. I think uh, blacks. Americans don't really understand that the more you talk about blackness, the more it's a problem to engage with you. Mm -hmm. And you just got uh, to let some subjects just go away. You know, the cure to slavery, the cure has already been past us. It's gone. I didn't own slaves. Stop blaming me for owning slaves. I'm a Hispanic for Christ's sake. When did your family come here? 1961. Okay. 60 and 61. They came separately. My family came here about 100 years ago. Uh, from Germany and and Lithuania, so we definitely have nothing to do with what yeah. happened two hundred. So bl- years ago. blacks not speaking up mm-hmm. about uh, the reality that is, you know, the, the black history in our country doesn't really encourage anyone to change. Right. So the whole black white thing becomes really odd for a brown person like me because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not a white guy. Yeah. I don't pretend to be a white guy. I know that I'm Cuban-American descent. I like to be called an American Cuban. Mm-hmm. I used to be for the freedom of Cuba and all that stuff. I still am, but I realize that it ain't happening. I realize that nobody really cares, and I don't really understand why uh, America wants to deny itself its own manifest destiny. 
Right. Because the American dream is alive and well, per se, because, uh, you know, you see the Elon Musk's mm-hmm. immigrants from South Africa who come in here and kick ass. But, and people like my father who also lived the American dream. I, but the manifest destiny, the part of the American destiny, which is come from those impoverished places all over the world and feel free to make it here, like Tof- Tocqueville said, did Tocqueville, was lost in 1959. And why do I say this? Is because the destabilization of Cuba that was developing in par with the United States in terms of sophistication of society, allowing communism to reside so close to America mm-hmm. is a black eye to this country. It as nothing more blacker than Afghanistan. But it, up until then, it was Cuba destabilizing all of South America, and they're all crossing the border today. But, but Manny, That's think, think denied manifest destiny. Why, why have we spent a trillion dollars on wars in the, not even wars, on warmongering in the Middle East? We could, we could knock out Cuba. 15 days. By the, by the time the 85-year-old abuelita in La Ventanita is done making my gortadito, we could knock out Cuba. In the we we, and we don't do it, and uh, there's two reasons for it. Uh, both were given me, given to me by a repairman. Uh, people know I'm in the I'm in the service business, uh, own a hardware store. But two repairmen came to my home, mm-hmm. and they they were both were Cuban. One served in Angola, and, uh, so he lived in Cuba back then, and another was a Jewish man uh, who was uh, pretty Jewish. And uh, but he was, I would, you know, the conversation would start. Well, if you're Jewish, why do you keep on supporting a, a political party and give a shh about Israel? And he said, look, this is the problem us Jews have. We don't want to be in large parties. We want to be associated with parties, political parties, mm-hmm. that have a lot of minorities because we are one of them. We don't like to be by ourselves with a large group of people who may or may not disagree with us. We like to be king of the smaller parties. And I looked at him like, well, that's the Democratic Party, split up by a bunch of little interested people, you know, martyr, uh, minority groups, either immigrant groups, Asian groups, uh, mm-hmm. Jew, uh, religious groups, in other words, Jewish and then Anglo, uh, poor and rich, blue collar, white collar. And yet what represented the Democratic Party for years, from the days back of Old Man Singer going door to door with his sewing machine and his wife uh, sewing the clothes. I knew that singer story, and it made sense to me that this guy made sense. Jews just don't want to be in a party where they're all a bunch of white Anglo-Saxons and Jews, and mm-hmm. that's the Republican Party. We're all a bunch of white Anglo-Saxons. But then comes Hispanics like me, where, where we're only 4% of the Hispanic population, telling America, you guys are looking like Cuba since 1970. And now we're seeing it in the shelves, the empty shelves. Mm-hmm. And... Is Miami Beach uh, suffering the empty shell thing already? I, I went uh, this morning. I uh, was on my way to my workout. I went to CVS. CVS didn't have any water. Oh. And now they had like the, the, the 24 packs of water, but didn't have any water in the refrigerator. Uh, right next door is 7-Eleven. I go to 7-Eleven. They had like six bottles of water in the, in the freezer. And I'm like, what the hell? They're cutting the orders. Yeah, either that or um, maybe they can't get the plastic or maybe it's the it, like what they're saying is true. Like the truck drivers, we just don't have a, enough truck drivers who actually want to go out and work. Or the warehouses full of water are just in, in half, so they're divvying up all the orders. Yeah, exactly. To keep their customers. Mm-hmm. So, so I've seen it with with a couple of things. I get a lot of stuff off of Amazon. 
um, only because it's easier. Like I just, you know, I was telling you before that I it comes done, right to your door the next day. I, I just got done uh, uh, setting up the uh, the podcast studio in my office in Coral Gables. And uh, I ordered everything off of Amazon. It was great because everything got delivered right to the office. I didn't. Yeah, have, I learned. I, I learned the power got, of Amazon with yeah. with my mother. She mm -hmm. was dying of Alzheimer's. I mm -hmm. spent nine years with her. It was really hard to deal with someone like that. So it was. I had like no choice to go to Amazon and go click and had the order from last week. It came okay, yep. the, the Pampers came the right next away. Day. The desitin, the oils, mm -hmm. everything we needed for her skin, mm -hmm. uh, all the all the all the toiletries. It really was. I just couldn't believe it because sometimes I would make the order at 10 at night. How in the hell can it be here at 10 in the morning? I know. I or like, or sometimes I order stuff in the morning and it's there by the afternoon. What's your take? Let's talk about something that everybody can, can relate to. What's your take on Jeff Bezos and Amazon and, you know, like the wages that he pays? It's a great business It's model. very hard to me because all I think about the ugly mofo kissing a really hot chick. I know. <laughs> right? You can it's the power of money. <laughs> you can charge whatever the you, hell you want. You know what want. the rule is here? It's something, something that I've learned in the nine years, full, nine full years that I've lived in Miami Beach. Yeah, everybody's thinking sex all the time. No money, no honey. <laughs> but, yeah, but, you're right about that. But what, what do you think about this? Like, I look at it and say, all right, this guy is not paying any federal you know what taxes. I think? Typical Democrat hypocrite. Right. Plain and simple. Mm -hmm. I had do to as say, I say. Yeah, don't do, yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, uh -huh. We are a nation where, only nation in the world where our government is part of our economy. Mm -hmm. Everybody else's government is the economy. Correct. So nobody really wants to see the, the government uh, bankrupt, yet it's bankrupt, mm -hmm. right? So I did a study once. I grabbed a bunch of more intelligent people than me, and I started playing around with the PPP uh, estimations for GDP and regular... Formations for the uh, analyze the you know the factors of production, and I in both studies showed me that 38 percent of the U.S. economy is in one way related to the economic ecosystem of the federal government. Okay, well that makes it nine trillion dollars. 38 percent of 21 trillion makes it nine trillion U.S. government alone. Mm -hmm. Hello, folks. That's bigger than Tokyo. That's bigger than Japan. So nobody. No political party can reduce the size of that. It's meant to be gross, inefficient, fraudulent, and everybody's stealing from it, including our enemies. Of course. Because you saw how Afghanistan is now getting about well, 50 million uh, yeah. USAID. And the USAID is like the biggest purse that moves the entire US economy and the world. And the only thing that I make sense of that our neighbors, all the idiots in my, in you know, Key Biscayne, all the idiots in Miami, all the idiots in New York City, all the idiots in California. It's the a only whole lot of idiots. It's a lot of them, man. It's everybody shamelessly voting for more of this 38%. Why would you want more of it? More of it just means that they, they're cutting you out. Every time they go out on a, on a treasury bill for billions of dollars, man, the people who buy the treasury bonds, guess who are, oh, they're getting an IOU. But guess who they are? Everybody says, oh, they think they're China and Japan. It's not. It's, it's U.S. Yes. It's freaking U.S. people. Yeah. They're not investing in your corporation. They're not investing in your company. They're investing in treasury bills because they're going to get paid no matter what, 1%, mm -hmm. 2%. 30 years, 50 years, 10 years, 15 years. The treasury bills is the biggest disgusting mess in our economy. Why? Oh, you can see the monetary fund people saying, well, it gives stability to the markets. Oh, really? 
You're going to tell me the government gives stability to an open market of free visionaries, thinkers who take ca- capital risk? Please, man. It, I think it gives to, like you can make the case that it gives stability because the market makers know how to manipulate the system with the T bills. So of course, because they, they know how to create more wealth off of it. But it's a it's almost a fiat economy or a fugazi. It's a it's, it's a fiat economy. It's, it's all it's all based. It's like building a a a forty story condo tower in Key Biscayne. And instead of pouring cement as the foundation, you just add water to sand and say, okay, well, there we go. We're going to pour, you know? That's happened already, man. It's, I know. It's happened in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that also leads to the lack of urgency we have as people. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, Champlain Towers was a clear indication of residents' lack of urgency mm-hmm. to address their own ills. And look, 154 people died. Of, uh, the friends of my family were in that building. And... Uh, it's very sad when the human being lacks a sense of urgency. Guess what? The train leaves the station, man, and then it's too late to make any. You can't dis- stop with something like that. You cannot stop it, and that's a that's Tre- another- go back to the treasury bills. It's right. that train that left the station. Yeah, it's amazing. Now we're chasing it. Which which we're, we're running after the train. And Come we can't. on, they've already trained us to talk in trillions instead only, of billions. Not only we're we not going to catch the train. That train is going downhill. Going downhill, and it just keeps on going faster and faster and faster downhill. It's unbelievable, and uh, I personally have a, like a vested interest in things that I've actually concocted, written, mm-hmm. put in a binder, and given to power, and ideas that were completely laughed at and ignored. I felt like Noah before the rain. It's like, <laughs> what's up? And they just ignored me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm talking about the most prominent among them: Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, uh, uh, what's his name, Rick Scott. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis probably can honestly say, and I can honestly say this over the air, and it's recorded, that I think I'm the first person that told him he wasn't going to be senator, he was going to be governor. Mm-hmm. And I feel confident that no one else was saying that. You, you, you I became more, a prophet. You were very prophetic. Yes, and it was in a breakfast right here on the key. Nobody knew who he was. It was January 2016. What made you, when you said that to him, what was it about him that you said you're going to be the governor? Uh Point, point, point blank, Little League World Series champion. <laughs> it was in his body. It's in his soul. He uh-huh. just learned very young to win. Yeah. And he won. He won the world, uh, Little League as a kid. Uh, he was raised in Sanford, Florida. Uh, his height gave me the sense that he had, it was a stocky Napoleon. Mm-hmm. So you can piss him off and he, that's it. He's going to come back at he'd you. He'd stick a sock in your, in your throat and you'd never be seen again. You know, what, what you're saying Navy there. SEAL, Navy yeah, JAG. right. Uh, I had um, he had the beautiful dame yeah. because Casey, God bless you. Uh, my prayers are out for you. Uh, Last week I spoke at this uh, <clears throat> meeting. Um, Alex Serrano was there. You know Alex Serrano. I know Alex because yeah. Conservative Union. Yeah, CCDF. it's county. Uh, yeah, uh, CCCF. Uh, county citizen. County citizens. Alex, defense. you're getting plugged. You were plugged last week too with uh, with who was I speaking to that you, I plugged you again? Gotta Alex. love, gotta love Alex. But I spoke at and then and then the uh, the name of the organization was the APC American Patriot Community, which is kind of like a an independent spinoff. CCDF is doing amazing things. I mean, yes. they're they're gonna they're fighting the fight. Well, they're fighting the fight, and they have. You know, it's one thing to fight the fight, but another thing when you fight in the fight and you have some brand power behind you. And money to go to the so league. They have the, the, they have the, the guy that, uh, one of the founders of it, uh, I think he's based out of West Palm. Steve. Yeah. I and, think he's from, and, um, yeah, you might be right. I don't and know. And then, and I thought they, he was from um, uh, blah, 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 uh, County. Texas. No, 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 uh, no, no. The money's coming from there. I know there's some benefactor there. But they have General Flynn on their side as well. But anyways, oh, so you went to the meeting where he was there. Yeah, I was, I was there. And then, I was and, sick as a dog uh, with a lungs full of water. Ugh. 
So I went, so last week I spoke at a meeting, and, and when I spoke, uh, part of what I spoke about they was... They spoke in a charter school, is my understanding. The, yeah, that, that, was a, that was um, the, um, uh, what the, the Centner the, Academy. Okay. So I, I spoke at a different meeting this past week, and I said that part of, when I spoke a little bit about my strategy, and I said, all my life, I've always figured out how to win. I've always reverse engineered things. That's how I've been able to create a TV channel in three years when people are like, what? Like, how do you I remember. Do you know? When I met you, you yeah, just I mean, started you with your, me, your cameras. I, I'd be around with cameras, doing everything myself. Now I have a crew that does it, most of it. But here, here's the thing. When you figure out, okay, I want to get here, or this is, how, this is what I need to do to win, okay, I need, and then reverse engineer the steps, that's how you figure out how to win. You have to visualize your. your you have to your, visualize your, and say, oh, "What do I need to do to get there?" And then when you when you go backwards, and then you could you could figure out what exactly it and is and overcome you obstacles that that correct, encounter your correct. path. And, and I think when you just said that about DeSantis, what you saw in him, you know, he's a winner. And, well, he sat down with us. Mm-hmm. We were only eight or so people. I had nothing but uh, I had my own not interest, but the only thing I'm really care about is what's presently going on, mm-hmm. which is parents at school boards didn't have to be there. They didn't have to be screaming at school boards. Right. They could be taking the school away from them yeah. by calling the vote. We're right. the only state that has it. Uh-huh. It just needs to be amended. And he's disappointing me by not amending it. He's and I told him that. He, he's. There are a lot of things that people Dude, it's the most important law in, 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 in the history of public schooling. Mm-hmm. Folks, you heard me over and over again in this station. It's probably the number one motivator why I built this damn thing to get on a, a federal airwaves where nobody could shut me up. Uh, <laughs> was, guys, go to my website, parentguardianshipschool.com. See what happened to me and my daughter. See what the teachers' union did. See why I was denied the freedom of speech that I bought back with this station. What I lost for one mile here in Key Biscayne, it's now bought back for 10 miles. Uh-huh. Because now I'm talking all the way down in Palmetto Bay and on, on and on live stream worldwide, including the Castros. They can hear me at night when I rant at them. Uh, I love fantastic. The, I love to come in here at midnight and just rip them a new one. And I just tell them, hey, I'm armed. Do you don't get knock people them. to call in? No, no, I, I could care less. What, yeah. I'm really not interested in what you yeah, have but, to but say. But you just want I'm to. interested in what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like you. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes uh, I feel the same there, way. There are some shows that, I, that I'm not involved in, mm-hmm. yet I'm pressing the buttons and sure, stuff, sure. Uh, that I let people do the call-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really like the call-ins because... I, you need a staff. You need someone to screen yeah, the call. Yeah, right, exactly. Because you get mm-hmm. the guy, Melissa, that happened to her once. Uh-huh. She <laughs> allowed someone to call in, man. She encouraged someone to call in. I looked at her like, honey, you're way too hot for that, man. And when the guy called <laughs> oh, in. Oh, my uh, God. He was just, uh, you know how the size of my toes and my feet are? Like, And I go. Click. And I cut him off. And I go. And she finally get, understood that she couldn't talk to the guy anymore. And he was very suave about being really porno uh-huh. live on the radio. Kind of hurt that segment. So she learned that, forget it. I just do my show without the call-ins. People are, people are you need a staff. You need someone to screen calls, you know. Yeah. I remember trying to get into Rush Limbaugh for like three hours. Mm-hmm. And I waited because I was predicting that FARC would blow up okay. uh, oil uh, pipelines. In, okay. uh, in Colombia, in Colombia. Mm-hmm. and it was happening at the time, so I knew it was going to happen because I knew what was going on, and I was associated with Castro and all, and he finally does never answer my call, but he knows I'm on hold because his staff said so, yeah. but the three hours, it was the whole show, and yeah. I'm sitting there on hold, and I realized- Was this gonna... before we had speakerphones and it was easy to sit on hold? Uh, 
I remember I was remember on a landline. It was mm-hmm. I wasn't on a cellular, wow. so I don't know really what time it. But it was during Clinton. Clinton was president at the time, hmm. and all he did was give me the pleasure of saying my remark. Right. He repeated it as if it was his, and I go, okay, that's his. he's acknowledging my call. Yeah. And I hung up because I knew it wasn't going to come on. It's his. Mm-hmm. What about what about when FARC blows up a, a, a refinery and all of a sudden American companies are losing trillions? What about that? That's communist south from here and. I go, oh, you just took that idea. Well, the reason why I'm saying it, the segue is, the other night, finally, Tucker Carlson reads a post of mine, and he says it. Why are we taking back the schools instead of the school boards? Why Why is it normal? Why do we have to pull our kids out of the public school system? Why don't we pull them out of their schools? Why don't we take over the schools? All right, Manny, hold on a second, because we got people watching on Facebook. we got people tuning in on Facebook. Explain to the people that are tuning in on Facebook over there. Interesting and, way to get votes on Miami and, Beach. Yeah. You take their schools away. So exp- explain, to, explain to us the law that we should be able to use in the state of Florida. Okay. Right now, as we speak, Lawton Childs left us before he passed away. He left us a law that was never promulgated. Promulgated means putting teeth into the law so you can actually use it. By miracle, in 2010, I don't think he even realized it, although I thanked him recently, Governor Charlie Crist, as a Republican, put teeth into it. And it's called Florida's Parent Empowerment Law, Statute 100233, I used 3B. 3B says, any two parents, PTA president and a parent, teacher and a parent, principal and the parent, one parent and one of these administrators or two parents can fire a trigger letter, a letter saying, call the vote, we're taking back this school. If you win, you get funded by the state of Florida, not by Dade County, public school, mm-hmm. and you run the school yourself with a governing board, that's why, or uh, guardianship, however you want to call it. You can call whatever you want, but you're going to get elected just like you did with PTA, this and that. Right, right, right. Folks, if this happens, only pick five people. Don't do a seven-man board because that's what you get politicians to do. Right, You'll exactly. never get four votes. You mm-hmm. guys will be fighting forever. You want to show that you can do this and leave a surplus and build the schools from within so you don't need school board money. And you don't need bonds. That rips everybody off because most people who pay yeah. real estate taxes, kids are ready or have children and they're already with the college and they're still paying. 50% of your tax bill goes to the public school system. Okay? Right now. Right now, school district, 50% of your real estate taxes. And if you live in high-priced states like Cuba Skane, we're being ripped off. Mm-hmm. Well, I fired the first one, first trigger letter in Florida history, and I lost miserably. Why? Which is what I told DeSantis. The, Charlie was not paying attention when he passed this because that liberal side of him allowed his Department of Education to put, in a very un-American manner, a voting guideline that separates the parents from the teachers in the vote meaning they'll have veto power because you have to win both elections. So the teachers would have to vote as well yes. to get rid of the The school district school from district. operating the school. And remember, you don't pay rent, so it's not charter. Mm-hmm. Second mistake was the lexicon is called conversion to charter 100233 clause 3B. It says it right there. Got to get the word charter out. Why? Because I personally, which was probably a weakness, in my particular crusade, was that I had a brother who built charter schools. And although we weren't in agreement with this, because the last thing he wanted was for parents to stay in schools, they want parents to leave schools. Right, so that, yeah. So you go to charter schools. Mm -hmm. That's where the Somersets come out of, and the academicas of the world. And uh, believe me, he's cringing right now if he were to hear this. Mm -hmm. So 
I don't really care about charter schools. I believe they should exist. I believe homeschooling should exist. All the alternatives, but it won't replace public school operated by school boards. You'll still have, 20 years from now, another critical race theory. They'll call it critical thermonuclear war theory, mm-hmm. and it'll be that bad because critical race theory was already in 38 states by the time these people even realized that their kids were being taught that stuff because of Zoom, because of COVID. Right. Look how long it took. That's not the answer. The answer is not at the school board. They're looking at you like, I make $246,000 a year. You think I'm going to listen to you, parent? Vote me out if you want, but in the meantime, I ain't listen to you because I want the two hundred forty grand. Right. Think County School Board is really expensive. I might be exaggerating on the, on the number, but I think it's up there. I think it's two hundred. dollars Think County School Board. Do you know what I think is going to happen? And we saw this happen a little bit up in New York right now. Oh, but let me do the finale. Go ahead. And I said this uh, on a, a talk show. What are you? Uh, what, so what are you saying, Mr. Campbell? And I was talking. And I was telling this guy who actually is serving DeSantis right now at a cabinet-level position. I go, how about the fury of having hundreds of affluent, middle-class, lower-class parents putting on their pants, growing mm-hmm. a few, okay, yeah. and taking back schools, and then going to the school board saying, our schools are going, our kids are going to Stanford, your kids are going to Miami-Dade College. Right. We're running the school better than you guys are. And then start going to court to get rid of the, tax, the, the textbooks. Now the judge is hearing you as a governorship, mm-hmm. guardianship of a board of a school. Right. A school. Oh, we just built a uh, we just built a cafeteria last year with the surplus we had from the overcrowding you guys left us. Mm-hmm. You can see the whole thing. Right. I see around that corner, and just today, you might want to say a comment. I'm gonna. I might take me a moment to, just today, uh, jerk off uh, Facebook. Zuckerberg reminded me that I said this back when I was doing this. And let me read it out loud, because it's from our gentleman named, I won't say it until I finish reading it. Okay. If something is really important enough, even if it, the odds are against you, you should still do it. Elon Musk, Tesla. Uh-huh. That's what I did with the charter school law, it's parent trigger law. I got bludgeoned, 83 nothing to the parents. I'm sorry, the teachers vote against the parents. The parents got so scared because they demanded I resign the week before the election. The parents actually went after my head. And I was saying to myself, okay, we're in a school. I understand why you think I'm up to something. You know, my brother's a charter school developer. I can't convince you that me and him have nothing to do with each other because Miami Herald already did the fake news front page article on a Sunday. Uh-huh. Talking about me standing in front of the school like that. And that was a bludgeoned article that only talked about him. <laughs> I go, what the hell? Why'd you interview me for three hours and then talk about my brother? Who the poor guy wasn't even... We just have the same last name. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. He reads it. He goes, Manny, what are you trying to do to my business? I go, dude, I didn't mention your name. They just went and did the research, the editors and stuff. And they associated with your schools. And your schools are all successful. So, you know, what the hell? But mm-hmm. they associated with profit and my motive. Yeah, sure, sure. They undermined my motive. Mm-hmm. And until I, until I can tell politicians that the law, I used it. It sucks. You got to take the teachers out of the vote. They're just employees. More than half of these teachers that voted against me in 2013 are not there now. Of course. And I wanted to knock down the school, by the way. It wasn't because I was complaining about the way the school was run, because it was an A school getting all kinds of trophies and stuff that they give each other. Why'd you want to knock the school down? Full of asbestos. Ah. Full of lead. Full mm-hmm. of mercury. Guess what? And now it got knocked down. And Two teachers are dead. Uh-huh. Seven teachers have breast cancer. Two parents are dead. And four parents with breast cancer since the renovation in 2014. Now, the really gross part of the whole story is that it was part of the bluff uh-huh. to get Mass Academy built. 
Because uh, if I win that election, I move the high school to the baseball diamond, mm-hmm. and now it's K through 12, the whole thing. Right. And nobody even understood that. How many kids go to school here? What's oh, my God. We are, our, our K centers are around 1,200 something, and we have another 1,100 for us oh. in the new high school. Okay. And so there's another. Pretty, I mean, you get and a, they have another 700 even, that comes from Miami. Have, what do you have? Four thousand residents here full time. No, no, no. We're much bigger. Oh, okay. We're about uh, four thousand houses or four thousand households. We are. We not that many houses. We're about. Um, I think we're eight thousand homes and we're about fourteen thousand residents. Okay. But in the last ten years, the under 80, 18 crowd became half of the population. Yeah, right. You had, be, a lot, you had a lot more families move here. A lot I saw full time families. I saw full time coming. Yeah. This is two thousand thirteen. I, I had met a family. Maybe about a year ago, we were doing a workout at the park over here, where the soccer fields are and stuff. Yeah, uh, I forget the name of the park, but uh, I had here on the a, key. Yeah, I had met a family. Where our village green in the center of the city? Oh, yeah, wherever it's over here, the, the, the park where the but soccer fields. But you couldn't, but are. you couldn't see the water. No, no, that's village yeah. green. So uh, it's right at the dead center. The first thing we did as a city. Okay, remember so, we're the first city to separate from Dade County since the '60s. So we're the ones who motivated no Palmetto kidding. Bay, Pinecrest. Uh, Leisure City, You know, I, I've always Aventura. said, if I ever move out of Miami Beach or if I ever get married again. No, don't say that. You're running for mayor. No, I know, I know, I know. But if I ever get married again and decide to have kids again. Why would you do that? Against whom? To, uh, there are some beautiful women that I date that are just absolutely amazing people. And, and, they, and they, have, they might they convince me. They don't have children. Oh, A couple don't of them children. don't have children. You know, and they're just amazing, beautiful people. And... Well, whatever. Okay, you have to move but, to the but, key. But, but if I ever got married and decided to start a family again, I'd move to the key. There's no other place. I feel um, it, as much as Miami Beach is Come beautiful. Come on, you're running for mayor. I know that. But listen, we've got we to gotta straighten out what has to get straightened out there. You know what I mean? And even... It, I, I don't Come on, man. But... You just did a Joe Biden. No, 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 I, I didn't. Because look, first of all, you speak any kind of fluent Spanish? Oye, pero mijo. Pero yo hablo perfectamente. Oh, tú hablas. Tú hablas bastante bien. Pero el problema con Gelber es Gelber no habla. Ah, no habla español. No, yo hablo. Well, guess what? In los últimos dos semanas, only do videos in Spanish. I know. Let everybody Some, know. So I did a video today. And on the video, I was talking a lot about it because I was. And bring saying, some mamacitas for the video eh, in Spanish, you know, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I bet you there's forty percent Latin speakers in Miami Beach. Oh, hundred, yeah, and one hundred percent of the renters. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So start speaking in Spanish. I I had done a video about a month ago, and it went like it. It got so much interaction because people didn't realize that I speak Spanish. Yes, yeah, speak Spanish for the next two weeks now. In fact, start calling Gelbert. No, you can't do that. I was going to say, call him the, that nasty that Latin speakers really understand. Uh, Mari, Mari, Mari. Uh, uh, I can actually say, watch, Maricon. And then I press my drop button. I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> so it. nobody can hear it on the radio. I, um, but it comes out in the video. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, uh, no, no, that's uh, today I like, I went off on him. I called him a como. Oh, go in. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> that one's going to come out because you can see the button didn't light back up again. But um, it but takes that, eight seconds to light back up. That, that that's the, uh, I think that's the secret to me is that I've said it. Okay, this is what, and we'll, we'll end with this because I got to run. I got I got to meet somebody at. Uh, I got to go to an HOA meeting. But the here's what I feel makes me the best candidate for the Miami Beach, right? 
Name another candidate that doesn't work out in South Point Park at 7 in the morning or goes and gets a burger and a beer at Monty's or will go out and have a nice steak at Smith & Walensky or will go in, uh, you know, and, uh, and go for a run with Raven on the beach and knows everybody in South the Fifth. Oh, I'm, I'm that guy. Mr. Gilbert, uh, you got a challenge bench press challenge. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, 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 I'll crush him. <laughs> now, I'm that guy. Na- name another candidate that has salsa danced and bachata danced with the with the lovely ladies at Mangoes. And want to have children with them. Right. Had a beer, had a beer and watched the Dolphins absolutely spank my Jets at the Clevelander, you know, and enjoyed one of those crazy shows at the Palace on Ocean Drive. Well, here's a classic example of democratic disgustingness. I had tickets paid for for the Jet game in mm-hmm. the Meadowlands, which is a new stadium. What's it called? Uh, MetLife Stadium. MetLife Stadium. Uh-huh. Flying there with my kids. My kids were putting up the money. It was my birthday present for turning 57 years old. But I only have one vaccine because before I got to the second vaccine, I almost died. Right. Full of lung and so heart that, failure. So that was it. And I can't go to New York. Uh-huh. Why? Because they're not going to let me in the stadium right. or the restaurant. The vaccine. It's, it's so Disgusting. stupid. Disgusting. So stupid. Damn statism, man. It's unbelievable how people just... Want government to get in your life? Why? Because yeah. you got nothing. You but, feel, the, but you feel left out. In the out. beginning of the show, that's what I said. I said that I really had this feeling that everything that we've given up over the past twenty or thirty years in the in the in how the about energy, of, energy independence in the last two right, years? Yeah. In the spirit of trying to be inclusive, trying to give everybody a fair opportunity, trying to create an equal field for winners and losers, which sounds great. But in reality, it's 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 nobody wants to be equal, man. I don't it, want to be equal. No, I want to be better. I want to be better than everybody else. Yeah. you know, and, and 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 when I'm better than everybody else, that puts me in a better position to try and to help other people. And you give an example right. for other people exactly. to achieve. Here's yeah. how you do it. So so you know, I think that that's a perfect example, and that's why I see that now everything's starting to swing back to the other way. When I see people on Miami Beach, and and now they're really eyes are being opened. I did a, I did a whole research paper showing, look. Gelber says that he doesn't. He's not in the pockets of donors. Why are you know thirty eight percent of his donations come from four donors, four donors, and the maximum donations a thousand dollars. But what they do is they have a series of LLCs the that packs, they control. And, and the packs. No, it, it, it's this is just money that comes directly into his campaign because the PAC money doesn't go to his campaign. Why is all this money going directly? Coming directly from just four donors, and it's all coming on the same March twelfth, March fifteenth, March eighteenth, March I think twenty third. Why are they? Why is it all coming on just four days in March? Hmm. And almost forty percent of his donations are coming hmm. from these donors. Ninety five thousand dollars coming from these four donors, all from sub LLCs that they control or own. Why is that? Why am I the only candidate, whether it's commission or or mayor in the city of Miami Beach? It's gone out, spent the time. Gone through all the records and done all the research to be able to prove this. Why am I having to hand this over to the Miami Herald and the Miami New Times to explain to them, to help them write their stories? Why am I the only candidate that puts this into a video, puts it out there, and sends it out as a blast email, and it gets circulated to 27,000 people? Why am I the only one who sees this? I'm not smarter than everybody else. You actually care. I I care. And when I look at it, it's not only that, but remember before when I said I figure out, I figure things out? Are you reverse engineering? I don't, I don't want to be that person who says that, you know, Gelber is this or Gelber is that. I want to be the person that says, Stop that. Why is this going on? And how come nobody else realizes it? 
They, they don't realize, and this goes on not only with us, but this goes on all across the country. And we saw it play itself out in the Zoom call. Correct. And it goes on all across the country in all different levels of government, from, from little tiny town governments to city governments to county governments to state to, to, to the federal government, is that people, politicians, and government leaders do this because they know that most people either, A, do not care because they're getting... They feel so comfortable with what they're getting from the government. Or B, they've been dumbed down through our public education system over the past 40 or 50 years that they lack the mental aptitude to be able to go out and do the research and see this. Or like, desire. Or desire. I'm not, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm really smart, but I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But I know I have a good work ethic, and I know how to research things and how to how to do a term paper. I know where to go to get the, you know. And with Google, or I don't even like Google, I like DuckDuckGo. But when you have these different ways of researching for information, it makes it so simple. And you can cross-reference and see what crap is in of there that's not course. true. So when I did my research, I looked up on the on VoterFocus.com. I looked up, I, I, I copied and pasted, I downloaded, exported it all to Excel, put everything into an Excel spreadsheet so I could look at it. And then I started researching everything on uh, SunBiz, on the New York State Division of Corporations, on the Delaware Division of Corporations. I started looking at all these different LLCs and corporations. Then I started to see who the principals were, who the attorney was, where the attorney go to school. Where who, the was the school. who was, who was the registrant? Who was the registrant? Correct. Where, and then you start to see, oh, oh. This person went to law school. We graduated this year. Guess where Gelber went to law school? Oh, they <laughs> went to law school together. Quite interesting. Yeah. Oh, oh, this person here. They own. They own. Um, uh, what's the big? Uh, um, what's the big uh, uh, drink company? Well, uh, you mean good old Budweiser? No, not, not Budweiser. They, they own. Uh, uh, oh, you mean local business? No, one of the one of the largest alcohol distributors in the country. But they own that. And oh, they, Southern, Southern Wine Southern so oh, they're big players. So, so, not, so they, they also own a bunch of real estate co oh, companies. Oh, they're big. They, they, were, they were one of the culprits. Well, guess what? When you well, start Southern Wine and Spirits here locally yeah. in, the, in the days of Prohibition, those mm -hmm. same owners mm -hmm. actually uh, wrote the law that said, if you don't pay me, you can't buy beer from anyone else. Mm -hmm. Right? If you mm -hmm. owe me for wine or beer or liquor, you, 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 you can't, can't go next door to the other distributor to sell to you. Your bar gets shut down until you pay the bill. Of course. That's, yeah. a, that's, that's, that's a mammoth that's mafia. collection. That's old school mafia <laughs> tactics. And it's law, man. And trust me, I know about that. That's a, it's law. So it's just amazing when you look at that. Oh, and they start doing research. Oh, wait a minute. They go to the same synagogue. Okay. Their kids are the same age. They all went to the... Hello. Come on, man. This isn't... It's not hard. It took me about a, a weekend... Of sitting there, ordering Uber Eats, eating chicken wings, drinking beer, and sitting at my computer with two monitors and a notepad that had <laughs> buffalo chicken wings stain all over it, <laughs> taking my notes and putting this all into a term paper to understand it. But it, it for was, the people of Miami Beach, for the people, and it was for me that was time well spent because I'm the only candidate that knows this. I'm the only candidate that can get up and and speak on authority of this. In any forum, whether it's on a radio show, at the HOA I'm going to go to later on tonight, tomorrow morning when Gelber and Levine do their thing, people are stopping oh, me. Oh, tell us before you close. Mm -hmm. Tell us what's going to happen tomorrow because you were about to talk about it and I interrupted so, you. So all, all that I know is that Gelber and Levine are doing a press conference tomorrow, a video press conference tomorrow. They're going to be taking questions. I may or may not have been contacted by the media for some background information because they know that I've researched the hell out of this and I know what I'm talking about. 
course. Why, why won't they just come to me instead of doing their own research? <laughs> hey, why don't they just put I, you on the I mean, live at five? When I, when I send it, when I when I sent my report to to the guy from the Herald, I sent it to him. It was it was like a nineteen page PDF with links in it that took him to live spreadsheets because I put everything onto a Google, <laughs> onto Google Sheets. So all he had to do was click on it, and look at it. Oh, there it is, right there. there. Oh, here's the links to here. So I'm organized like that. Um, this is what I'm used to doing. So tomorrow. Gelbert and Levine are going to do their dog and pony show. Now, listen to what happened. When the article came out in the Herald on Monday, guess what? Tuesday morning, Danielle Levine-Kava sends out an email to her entire database backing Dan Gelber. Hello. Just coincidentally, you know, 15 hours after the Herald comes out with this article. The deep state filings. Later in the day on Tuesday, Dan Gelber sends out his email to his database saying why he did what he did and why he's fighting for the betterment of Miami Beach. And what's crazy is people read that email. And didn't believe a word it said. <laughs> no. People read that email and said, yeah, he's a good man. Oh. We like Dan Gilbert. He's a good man. He buys us ice cream. Yeah, the, 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 dad, the dad thing. It's a, it's, he's, I'm sure he's a good human being. By the way, I love having the puppy in the, uh, in the studio with us. <laughs> she's real gentle. And yeah. she, uh, she's, uh, she's looking at me like... Uh, is it okay if I interrupt the show? <laughs> All right, so your closing statement yeah. is you got, uh, I'll give you, well, you can have the whole 15 if you want. Uh, tell us exactly, we got very little time yeah, left. Yeah, no, I'll go, I'll go, look, real, real, real quick, one minute. Um, you know, I said it before, I'm a regular guy. I'm somebody that's out and about. I'm somebody that knows how to roll up my sleeves and get the job done. I don't care what job I have to do. If, if I got to pick up a shovel and go dig a ditch, it's going to get done. Right? If it's if it if it's gonna get the job done faster, or if it's or if I do it myself, do, if I gotta if I gotta do that to show somebody how the job is done, I'm gonna do it. I take that same mentality to running the city of Miami Beach to make it better. That's all I'm gonna do. I'm focused. The, my primary focus is on proactive police uh, policies, hiring more police, allowing them to do their jobs, and prosecuting the cases, especially for repeat offenders. Prosecuting the cases in the city of Miami Beach. If we change the criminal element in the in the entertainment district, that's going to change the culture of the entertainment district, which is going to help skyrocket the image of Miami Beach, not only locally, not only nationwide, but worldwide. When that happens, and it can happen within three to six months, when that happens, then we're going to see businesses start to flock to Miami Beach. We're going to see. Uh, offices, or these, all these businesses that moved down from New York and Boston during the uh, pandemic, they're going to start putting their offices in Miami Beach. We're going to see a lot more of the high net worth people moving to Miami Beach and calling Miami Beach home instead of calling Key Biscayne home, right? Hey, what's up? So that's what we're going to start to see happen, but it, it doesn't happen unless we focus well, on proactive Silicon policing. Valley Correct. could come to South Beach and change the definition of what? South Beach and Silicon had associated with each other. A hundred percent. Is that a way to end the show or what? Let's go, baby. Silicon Alley. We're gonna change the silicone for, yeah, for silicone. Yeah, from Silicon Valley to Silicon Alley. For silicone chips. Silicon Alley. Here we come. So thank you for joining us here today, Ronnie. I I wish you the best. I kind of love the Instagram campaign. I think it's uh, one that's going to be known as an example on how to campaign, how to go straight to the people. And just how to go to, uh, how to talk straight up, street talk, let people know who you really are as a person. And uh, I think it's only appropriate that uh, we're going to go with Journey in the Sky, 
The wheel in the sky with there diamonds. How about that, my friend? Wheel in the sky always keeps on turning. It never stops spinning. I really, I really enjoyed Thank having you, man. met Appreciate you. Appreciate you uh, having me. Yeah, I'm, I really uh, have a lot of respect for you because, look, I'm a homie here. I was born here, native in Miami. And you beat me to the punch. You already ran for mayor. <laughs> you got more guts than I do. All right, folks. This is WSQF, the Concrete Conservative. And we're going to head over to uh, maybe drink a beer together and uh, listen to uh, Journey 1978, Wheel in the Sky. Take care, my friends. Stay free. WSQF 94.5.